BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, the Armstrong and Getty Show. is a hunger for, I think, in America more than anything, is common sense. Yes. The uh, Away from the extremes, I mean, when people say to me, you know, you're, uh, don't you think you've gotten more conservative? No, I haven't. The left has gotten goofier. Yes. So I seem more conservative, maybe, but, like, it's not me who changed. Yes. I feel I'm the same guy. I'm always saying to the Democrats, just don't be the party of no common sense. And you will be surprised at how much amazing <laughs> success you will have, yeah. as opposed to what's going to have happen, which is they're going to get their ass kicked in November. Well, that's Bill Maher on with Joe Rogan, but he is a conservative in the classic sense of the word, in that he is trying to conserve the liberal values that he cares about. That makes him a conservative. He's conserving liberalism. He's trying to You're cons- blowing my mind. He's trying to conserve actual liberalism. Yeah, classical liberalism, yeah. free exchange of ideas, human rights, etc. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's up against his own side obviously, and one of the most extreme examples of it is this craze of adolescents deciding they're transgender and being surgically mutilated before they even achieve the adulthood that we require for every significant life decision. 
it's it's shocking and horrifying that it's gotten this far, but I feel like maybe it's rolling back a little. Got a trans doctor who has helped teens transition who says it has now gone too far. Erica Anderson, 71, who is transgender herself, tells the Los Angeles Times that she is horrified that even 13-year-old kids are now getting hormone treatment without even meeting with psychologists. You're a parent of a 13-year-old. You're starting them on some drugs to change their gender without a psychologist ever being involved. You are evil. That is that is Nazi-level child abuse. I think it's gone too far, says Erica Anderson. I have these private thoughts that it's gone too far, it's going to get worse, and I don't want to be any part of it. She believes that the dramatic rise in teens seeking treatment is likely driven by peer pressure... A fair number of kids are getting into it because it's trendy. We're sailing into uncharted seas, which fits in with Ross Duthat's piece in the New York Times today, and he is one of their conservative uh, columnists. Columnist. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, wondering what kind of pushback that he's going to be getting in his own newspaper. We can get to that in a little bit, but... Uh, Talking about the percentage, there are now 20-some percent of your youngest generation that say they are somewhere on the LGBTQ plus spectrum. You get to older generations, it's like 1%, the oldest generation. So it's 20-fold higher. Of course, the question is, are the you know 19% of that older generation suppressing their, their real s- sexuality or gender or whatever is going on there? Um, I'm sure there's some of that. But it ain't 20-fold. No, absolutely not. And I've read extensively on this in the last several months, and I shared some of it with you the other day. It's impossible to relate to for a lot of us um, because, number one, we don't hang out in the same places online that impressionable adolescents do. And, uh, and number two, we haven't been subjected to the lifelong indoctrination that some of them have in a lot of the critical theory stuff and the queer theory and the rest of it. But the long and short of it is they are hammered hammered all day long by both peers and authority figures that to be straight and cisgender, for instance, is to be the oppressor and to be an evil person. And if you're white, God help you. That's even worse. And the only way you can go from the awful, awful status of oppressor to the vaunted and celebrated status of the oppressed is to declare, you know, I'm pansexual or something. And all of a sudden, the hatred and derision that's being poured on you and the constant apologies you have to make that never do any good, all of a sudden you can move beyond that. You you go from being battered to being loved, and then the radicals just put you on that high-speed conveyor belt, and before you know it, you're taking hormone blockers and puberty blockers and and, and getting uh, surgically cut up as a child. Yeah, so um, one of the things that's been discussed in the last couple of days with Elon Musk trying to buy Twitter is uh, the the account libs of TikTok was kicked off of Twitter for being hateful. If you're not familiar with libs of TikTok, what it is is it's posts by progressives unedited or anything like that. It's just showing you how out there some of these people are. And a lot of them were around the whole transgender issue or, uh, you know, uh, gender fluid or any of those different sorts of things. And they were just posts just showing you here. Here's a 
Here's a 14-year-old girl with green hair and a bunch of postings who says she's a, a boy, uh, some days a girl, some days and a cat, other gays. And she actually is saying that. That's not Nobody's making that up or being mm-hmm. hateful. It's just, hey, here it is, uh, which is kind of interesting that that was banned on Twitter. But anyway, there are a, you're going to tell me that person shouldn't at least see a psychologist before they make a, uh, a commitment to any sort of medical changing of their gender? Right. It's unthinkable that they wouldn't. It really is. You know, I, I read a great piece. I've got it right in front of me from Jonathan Rauch, who, who I'd read before. But um, it, it, the title of this is Walking the Transgender Movement Away from the Extremists. And he was a big gay rights activist in the uh, the 90s, the 80s, the 90s, I guess, but especially the 90s. Um And he writes that, I see a different and more disturbing historical parallel to what's happening right now. A generation ago in the early 90s, the gay and lesbian rights movement, as it was then called, came under the sway of left-leaning activists with their own agenda. They wanted as little as possible to do with bourgeois institutions like marriage or the military. They elevated cultural transgression and opposed integration into mainstream society, and they imported an assortment of unrelated causes like abortion rights to be authentically gay in their view, was to be left-wing and preferably radical. And he writes that at the time, a lot of us thought, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Our whole point is your neighbors who are gay are just like you. They're loyal, loving Americans. They just like the same sex. Um, and and they really hated the idea that we are now ra- Marxist radicals t- intent on tearing down the bourgeoisie because we're gay. And he sees that happening in the transgender thing. It's gone from uh, way beyond, um, all right, you, you're born a man, but you really feel like a woman. Okay, you shouldn't be discriminated against or hated or beaten or whatever, which is obviously self-evident uh, to this. You need to be a radical a political radical, and you're tearing down, uh, you know, all the systems based on critical theory, blah, blah, blah. And he hates that. And a lot of transgender people hate it, too. And again, according to Gallup, 20% of young people now identify in, you know, some of these groups, as Ross Duthat writes in the New York Times, there's no clear evidence that any of this is making kids happier or better adjusted. Instead, all we see is a worsening of teen mental health blurring into a young adult landscape where sex and relationships and marriage are on the wane. That's true. There's no evidence that this blossoming of freedom to be whatever gender you are or anything like that is leading to better mental health or or happier kids in any way. Oh, no, quite the contrary, I would argue. Uh, I don't know if this takes us off track or not, but here's a little montage from Libs of TikTok. If you've never heard it, that gives you an idea of What was on there, and it is now banned on Twitter. I want to talk to the kids. Sometimes human beings are more than boy or girl. Sometimes we're something else. Sometimes we're both. Sometimes um, we kind of float in between. Mostly I feel feminine or non-binary. Today I'm feeling really femme and cat-like as well. I didn't have to hide or lie or be embarrassed about a natural function my body does. So all that to say, I'm on my period. You heard me. Having a period for the first time in six years. And not just any period, the period from hell. I identify as a threat, a nightmare, and a goddess. So please bow down to me. I do not believe in God. I don't worship the devil. But yes, I am a Satanist, which means I am my own God and I worship myself. 
So the person having a particularly bad period this month was a, a dude with a beard. Um, so you you sorry could, to hear that, sir. You could accuse this of nut picking, like you're picking the most extreme examples and acting like that represents a whole bunch of people. I don't know where you live. I do live in a fairly extreme area of Northern California, but I am aware of lots of people like what you just heard there, like a, a lot. Right, and we got a note from an insider at Twitter that says uh, one of the reasons it's so off track is a lot of their staffers believe all this stuff. But getting back to the uh, the piece I was quoting, uh, he writes, as Helen Joyce argued in her book, Trans, in 2021, radical gender ideology, or gender identity ideology, as it's also called, um, is a horse of a different color from transgender rights. It is not at all the same as trans rights, nor is it any one thing. It's a conceptual mess propounding some ideas that make sense, like parts of gender are socially conditioned, but also wild claims such as that, quote, depending on its owner's identity, a penis may be a female sex organ. I take its central claims to include these. Trans women are women and trans men are men. No difference. Full stop. Human gender and sex are social constructions and are not a binary, but on a continuum. So concepts like male and female are relative and subjective. Gender and sex are chosen identities, and the individual's declared choice can never be doubted or challenged. And that denying or disputing any of the above is violence. And he says, look, this has got nothing to do with transgender civil rights. Rather, they're extrinsic notions that escape from the academia and attach themselves uh, parasite-like in the same way that left-wing politics parasitized gay rights a generation ago. And I'm just, I'm hoping more of the LGBTQ crowd understands that. You're not, you're not being helped. You're being exploited by just insane radicals who just, who spout nonsense. Don't join the cult. This doctor quoted in the L.A. Times, transgender herself, who thinks it's gone too far, insists that those allowing medical treatment for kids without rigorous psychological evaluation first risk committing malpractice, I would say. And she said, I have a dictum. When in doubt, doubt. Questioning is a good thing. How are you going to find out if you are lockstep with whatever conclusion you come, if you come to a conclusion first? Um... Man, when, 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 when a trans doctor who has been involved in this says, no, it's gone too far now, well, it's gone too far. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then one thing that I often bring up, because I think it's so obvious if you think about it, is, uh, and uh, Rauscher points this out, telling tomboyish girls or effeminate boys that they should identify as the opposite sex embraces all the awful gender stereotypes that made generations of gay and lesbian people, right. and many straight people, miserable. Right. That's, it's what, that's what I find interesting about this. If you're an effeminate dude who is gay, y- you shouldn't be pushed toward, no, you're actually a woman, you need to start dressing like a woman. No, no I'm not a woman, I'm a guy. I just like guys. Right. I, I, I'm, under, I'm surprised there's not more pushback from that crowd. Well, and finally, insisting that it's always hateful to draw distinctions based on biological sex in sports, prisons, and medical training strikes most of the public as nutty, unfair, and dangerous. The backlash that is forming will harm trans people, gay and lesbian people, and everyone who hopes for candor and compromise. Radicalism only only makes the path forward social negotiation tailored to diverse situations unattainable. Probably ought to take this all the way back to before any of these to just why are our young people so miserable, confused, whatever, that they're seeking these sorts of solutions. That's probably where we need to be on this. Armstrong and Getty. 
Armstrong and Joe Getty. What a personal privilege. Don't get brazen with me. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We were playing the Karen medal uh, earlier in the week. This uh, incredibly accomplished musician and composer, dude, he takes the various online rants that go viral and he it makes heavy metal music out of them. Um, and I left out the very best one. This is a teacher in front of a classroom who, for some reason, goes crazy screaming at the kids because somebody had been eating a pomegranate in in the class. And uh, this one's entitled No Pomegranates. I'm as amazed by the story as I am the music. Um, Oh, yes. We never did the original. We'll have to dig up the original of that. Sounds like she absolutely lost her ass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean it. No pomegranate. Say it. The kids are like, no pomegranate. It looks to be like a community college or a juco or something. God, I hate it. I've never gone. No pomegranates. Thank God I've never gotten within a mile of that far, but I hate it when I'm frazzled by something with the kids and start i can hear in my own head that i sound unhinged (laughs) i hate that oh boy how do you not notice there's mud on your shoes when you want data just that sort of thing (laughs) just for the record anybody wants to eat pomegranates around me go ahead enjoy yourselves now say it make slurping noises say it no pomegranates no pomegranates. Say it! No pomegranates. Jesus. Two thir- this is a new poll out, and this is a real poll. This is a real... People are trying to figure out the workforce in America now. This is not uh, fluff. Two-thirds of workers would consider quitting if asked to return to the office full-time. Of course, considered quitting is a pretty broad area. I, I've cons- I consider it every day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who doesn't consider quitting the moment their alarm goes off for at least a second? Uh, that's right. I got uh, house payment and car payment. I probably should go to work. But uh, for at least for a second, you think, maybe I should quit and <laughs> stay asleep. <laughs> two-thirds, right, of course. two-thirds of people at least not digging the idea of going back. It's going to be quite... I, I never stopped going to work every single day, but if I had been home for the last two years, yeah, I could see, why am I going to put on uncomfortable clothes and drive back and forth again? Why am I doing this? Well, you know me. I always read the fashion pages first. And the New York Times with a long article this morning about the rise of power casual or other retailers call it business comfort or work leisure. Heels are dropping lower or disappearing altogether. Pants are getting elasticized. People are wearing T-shirts under blazers. It's a what? Power, power casual? Power casual. That's right. Kind of semi. And part of it's just you're wearing the same stuff, but now it's stretchy and isn't uncomfortable anymore. Well, why the hell were we putting up with it before? I wonder if it's permanent. Armstrong and Getty. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid scale solar energy in Ohio 
and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Two depression. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The world and the American people need responsible, steady leadership in this moment of crisis. Bloodthirsty dictators like Putin only understand strength. And that's what we must project from the United States. Senator Tim Scott, Republican from South Carolina, speaking at the Reagan Library uh, yesterday, I believe it was, or perhaps the day before. He said a lot of good stuff. He's definitely in the spotlight. We'll feature a little more of him in just a moment. Is he a potential presidential candidate? Yeah, I was going to address that in just a moment. Okay. Um, we now know why Netflix plunged and might stay plunged. Also, this is a hot meme today. The five stages of grief, as spelled out the, by the butter you eat. <laughs> I know it. I know it sounds crazy, but stay tuned. Wow, I thought the uh, Johnny Depp Amber Heard stuff was idiotic. <laughs> I'll stay tuned. <laughs> Can they possibly surpass that? You're wondering. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and the meme thing reminds me the the power of memes in uh, financing the Ukrainian efforts. Really interesting uh, story to come. But anyway, back to Tim Scott. 
One thing about this show is we're not obsessed with presidential politics the way the rest of the media seems to be. Um, I just it's number one, it goes against our, our philosophy that the more local government is, the more effective it is. And if you're going to pay attention, I mean, really pay attention to any aspect of politics. I would make it your local district attorney, your school board, your your county board, your town uh, council or whatever. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you where my head is around the whole politics thing right now in my life, is I'm getting further away from personalities at all and closer to policies. Mm-hmm. If I like your policy, fine. I don't give a crap about anything else about you. Just the way you talk, the way you look, anything else, just, just policy by policy. I think that's where I am right now. The, well, I think that's a fa- perfectly this, reasonable way to be. This fascination with personalities is not working out for us, I don't think. No. No, no, it's it's bad. Which brings us to Tim Scott, Republican of South Carolina, who is uh, somebody I admire a great deal. I mean, I, he's a role model for you know children. Uh, the fact that he's a black man, I think, is significant in some ways uh, in this weird cultural oh, moment we're in. But if he, what, what a wonderful role model if, he is! If he runs for president, I think that would be a great thing for the whole national conversation because a lot of people would be be put in uncomfortable positions and called out for it. And uh, I think it'd be great. So if he runs for president, I think, well, I hope that happens. Oh, yeah. The woke racists would, would come after him and say terrible, yep, terrible absolutely. things. Uncle Tom and the rest of it. And I think they'd be exposed for what they are. Yeah, I would certainly hope so. But anyway, uh, we thought we'd feature a little more of Tim Scott's uh, speech at the Reagan Library, let you uh, uh, praise him for yourself. The one thing he's not is slick. Can you get elected these days? Wait a minute. Joe Biden, what am I saying? <laughs> Can you get elected? Well, that bad account, sir. That's a good point, sir. Uh, I retract the question. Anyway, uh, let's start with clip 70, please, Michael. Have you ever had a, a, a bad week? <laughs> well, I had a bad seven years. <laughs> From seven until 14, I, I drifted. Now, how many of y'all know that all drifting uh, leads in the wrong direction? <laughs> I got one up there. Okay, two. Okay, okay. This, this is a highly educated audience. I like this. I was angry and discouraged. And so in my freshman year, I failed out of high school. I failed four subjects. I failed world geography and civics. <laughs> now, Civics is the study of politics. I got to tell you, though, after nine years in the U.S. Senate, I am not the only one failing civics in America. I'm just saying. I think that is, you know, getting back to personalities, which is how you get elected. Um, That is really, really good. That is yeah, really, I left really good. out the fact that he is a charming guy. Yeah, his life so. story is amazing. I, I just read a transcript of some of these. I'm not sure if he gets to his life story. Uh, why don't we play a couple more, then we can fill in the blanks if it's uh, necessary. Uh, in 71, he makes another really good point. Joe Biden, they told us, was the most experienced person in matters of foreign policy to ever seek the presidency. What they forgot to tell us is that experience and acumen are two different things. Yes. 
our country and the world are bearing the consequences of Joe Biden being experienced in being wrong. Wow, that's a good line. Back to what he said at the beginning of the last thing, which is just uh, an interesting comment on life. Have you ever drifted and it isn't in a bad direction? When you're drifting, it's going the wrong way. That is worth remembering. Yeah, I kind of let that pass, but uh, looking back at my own life, uh-huh. Anytime you're drifting, it's away from good. Uh, and also, his parents had to be really concerned when he was failing out of high school and everything like that, that this is going a bad direction. They probably didn't expect him to be a U.S. senator someday and successful, very successful businessman, which I know is part of his whole story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we will get to some of that uh, as well. Uh, Mr. Uh, Senator, sir, what about the border? Clip 73. When President Biden speaks about reforms, it's eliminating Title 42 with no plan to deal with the influx of additional illegal crossings. And when I say additional illegal crossings, what I'm actually talking about is 18,000 additional crossings per day, according to the Biden administration. That means it's low. Doubling last year's record-breaking illegal crossings. We need a physical barrier at our southern border. And then, Didn't want to uh, say wall. Very clever. Shows he's pretty smart. Wall is a an electric word. You get shocked if you touch the word wall. You get to say barrier. Are you saying that choice of words versus the other one would make a significant difference I am in saying politics? That. Absolutely. That is a cruel and accurate indictment of the electorate. Yep. Anyway, uh, this is so great. This is a short, short version of his life story, but uh, clip 74. It was education, hard work, and faith that allowed a grandfather who cannot read or write to ride to the polls and cast a vote for his own grandson. A grandson who would be reading and writing bills and legislation, who would meet with presidents and Supreme Court justices. This is America. This is such a blessing to live in this country. I hope he runs just for the conversation that will have to be had, like I, like I said. Okay, you got a black guy talking about what a great country this is and what great opportunities they are for him and his, uh, the, his family and his grandfather and everything and how great it is. Okay, here you go. Let's have the conversation. Yeah, yep. His famous line is his family went from the cotton fields to Congress in one lifetime. And I've seen that fact checked, and this is so shameless. Oh, it makes me angry. Their fact check is, well, his grandfather wasn't exactly a cotton worker. He actually partially owned a sharecropping field that he labored all day long in the sun. And I mean, it's a distinction without difference. They're so anxious to tear this guy down. It's sickening. All right, finally, 75, then I have a I can go as high as my character, my education, and my perseverance will take me. I bear witness to that. I testify to that. So for those of you on the left, you can call me a prop. You can call me a token. You can call me the N-word. You can question my blackness. You can even call me Uncle Tim. 
Just understand, what you call me is no match for the proof of my life. Your words are no match for my evidence. Your pessimism is no match for the truth of my history. Holy cow, I want to quit my job and volunteer for the guy. He's running for president. I hadn't heard that part. He's running for president. Yeah, yeah. Amen to that. So the story was he was more or less a juvenile delinquent. He was adrift. He was uh, not going to school. He was angry. He was frustrated. And he had to get a job, and he uh, he found a mentor, a fellow who, uh, and I can't remember, what was what was the business he worked? Was it a Wendy's? I, and But anyway, this guy who, who managed it, um, instilled in him interest in business and how it worked and what a fun and engaging contest it was and and just mentored him. And it turned Tim Scott's life around and the, the, the intelligence, the goodness, the energy that was in that young boy who was drifting in the wrong direction was unleashed by great mentorship. And I have a fantasy. I'm going to be old sappy Joe here. I have this fantasy that the millions of of kids around the country who've given up because everybody around them tells them to give up. You can't possibly succeed because of whatever's fashionable. White supremacy now, or or it's stacked against you, or the rich get richer, or you know the despicable article in the Washington Post that hinted that the Jews are in charge. Somebody who could light the fire in those little kids so they could, like Tim Scott, reinvent themselves and find the joy in having a great life. I mean, oh, my God, what what a contribution to the American people that could be. Well, that story works for you no matter what your skin color is. But imagine if he's telling that story, particularly as a black guy, of where I was, where I ended up, and how you can do that in this country, you know, uh, comparing that to... What they're teaching in schools that if you're a black kid, you can't get ahead because the system is set up against you. It's, it's a systemically racist country. It's been set up that way for 400 years. All the other white kids in this room are trying to keep you down. Blah, blah, blah. Right, right. It'd be good to have that big old pulpit of the president to battle against the indoctrination taking place despicably in our schools and universities. Okay, I, I, I'm trying to come up with an example in my mind. I can't come up with one right up, but... It'd be nice if that was the topic matter, if he announces he's running for president. But that won't be the conversation. It's going to be, he called a waitress honey, oh. to some something like that. You know, something that becomes a giant issue that we talk about for days. He, he fired a gay worker when he was a fast food manager. That person will come out of the woodwork and say, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's because I'm gay. Yeah, something along those lines will end up being the conversation because politics is stupid. Well, and I think the Twitter left will absolutely whip themselves into a froth over it, and we'll hear about it in their mainstream mouthpieces. But I don't think the American people are going to buy that crap. With inflation as high as it is, with the economy faltering, with housing unaffordable, with the border utterly open, I don't think America falls for that garbage. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. I got my sexy pants on. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Did this story end last hour, and I've just been thinking about it. So they ask students at one of the most prestigious business schools in America, what's the average person make in America? And they were wildly wrong. Now, it's a really hard school to get into, which by definition means it's expensive, which by definition means most of the students are rich. Doesn't matter how progressive your university is, it's just a fact that if it's an expensive university, most of the kids there are rich. Huh? How do you like that, progressives? You've worked out a system where the rich people get to go to the best universities. Anyway, um, I was just thinking, I don't know if I would have been able to guess even close. As, as a college student or a grad student. Uh, yeah. Uh, and my dad, I, I, I never knew how much money my dad made. Or anybody else, uh, really? I don't think I would have been close. And maybe that's something we should be. Maybe young people should be aware of this. I understand the like. I don't tell my kids what I make. Uh, I understand why why we don't. And in America, at least, that's kind of seen as uncool. But shouldn't young people have like a rough idea what the average person makes? Wouldn't that be beneficial to their lives? Uh, yeah, I suppose so. I think sure. in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Expectations, yeah. taxation, all kinds of different things. Well, one of the reasons I'm fairly contemptuous of the young in their political opinions is that, you know, to be to be a fully formed human being who is up for the uh, the responsibility of being a leader, whether an actual leader in government or enterprise or whatever, or an intellectual leader or somebody whose ideas are worth listening to. Is, you know, sometimes I think of it in terms of computers. You have to have a reasonably effective uh, chip. 
you know, you have to have reasonable intelligence. Not it need not be fabulous, but reasonable. But then you need data. You need enough information in there, life experience, that you've got anything to compute. I, if you have no idea the way life really works, the way government really works, if you're not experienced enough to be pretty cynical about that stuff, you just don't know enough to be spouting off to the rest of us. Um, and then, you know, there's the question of wisdom, and it's a little more difficult to uh, come up with a computer analogy f- for that. But, uh, you know, when you incorporate not only data and your intelligence, but the human spirit and and uh, and and the frailty of man and the rest of it, and then a little bit of age, then you start to get wisdom. Then I'm interested in your opinion. You know, I was just uh, the more I think about it, there should be a high school class, at least one before you graduate, where you learn a whole bunch of things just about society. What do most people die of? What is the average salary that people make? Huh. You know, what are, what are what are the most dangerous things you can do? Um. Or, or things that are talked about that aren't dangerous. Uh, well, actually, a lot of the stuff we talk about on the show a lot should be a high school class. You should come out of high school knowing heart disease is the most likely thing to get me. Shark attacks never happen, but car wrecks are common. You know, that sort of stuff. Okay, you know what? I've got it. I've got it because we've talked about this a fair amount. Three classes. Number one, civics. How the government's supposed to work, how it actually works. Yes, I know. It wide open a bias. Absolutely. Second, microeconomics. How does an individual, a family, make it economically? Salaries, taxes, payroll taxes. How does a small business work? How much money do they actually make? How does it affect them when wages rise, when inputs rise, uh, regulations, etc.? Everybody should take microeconomics. And the third thing is human physiology. Like you say, how does the human body work? And not just like the genitals, um, which (laughs) evidently has become, you know, a huge uh, priority. They taught me how to make a baby, but not how to avoid heart disease. Right. Or what's the most common cancer and all that sort of stuff, right? Right, exactly. How how did I come? But instead, we're we're teaching freaking woke garbage. God, I think I could craft a, a high school class. Wouldn't even have to be the whole year. Just, you know, I don't know. A couple of weeks of it, just for an hour. So you come out of there knowing, what's the average person make? Um, what's the average college graduate make versus the average person who doesn't? You know, do with that information what you will. Um, I think it'd be good to tell people, uh, you know, the, 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 the top 20% of income earners pay 80% of the taxes or whatever it is. You know, decide whether you think that's okay or not, but here's the information. Yeah. Yeah, I was just reading more about the the college thing, by the way, and the uh, the effect of pouring enormous mountains of federal money and loans into it, and how it's, it just causes cause the cost of it to to just skyrocket uh, upward. Meanwhile, and this is something else we've discussed: the amount of coursework, the rigor of the academics, the amount professors teach, and the time students uh, spend studying has been going downward at the same time in a pretty steep curve and the real world this is where there where kind of wisdom and data comes into it the real world effect of that is that increasingly employers look at a bachelor's degree and say so what Mm. so if you want to distinguish yourself then and make it clear that you've actually achieved something academically and you are more impressive than the average dope what do you have to do you have to go to grad school. Right. You have to get a master's, maybe a PhD, which means you accumulate another seventy five hundred or seventy five thousand dollars in debt. 
Oh, man, what a scam. So anyway. a quarter of the students at Wharton were off by double of what the average person makes, which, by the way, is about $53,000 a year. Um, I wouldn't have known that when I was that age either. I think I'd have been better off entering the world having some idea of what the average salary is than well, what a gerund is. And, <laughs> I'm just sorry. I think I would have been a more beneficial to me. And and it would take five minutes to go over the average salary in ten different geographic areas. Sure. Oh, my and, God. How, and how interesting. Would say, wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Armstrong and Getty. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.